guys, welcome back to Stranger Palooza. This is the Vanasaur Podcast, and here we explore all things uh, RVs, Class Bs, overlanding, and van life culture. That's right, that's what I said. My guest joining me live today is Jason of Ham Radio 2.0. What's up? Man? Hello, how are you? How's Good. it going, man? Good. It's been too long since we talked. I know it has been, and it's all my fault. A hundred, well, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I've been, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, no excuses, I guess, right? Hey, man, you're yeah. staying busy. That's let's, a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's leave the excuses out of it. I'm gonna pop yeah. this. Let me see if I could do this here real quick. I am gonna make sure that I pop up the uh, the thumbnail that we're using for this here while I do this. Let's see. It should come through. Okay, hold on, hold on, and boom, there we go. All right, so yes, this is episode 13 of the Vanasaur Podcast, and of course my guest is Jason of Ham Radio 2.0. Look at that, look at that beautiful mug right there. I almost, I almost, um, I almost green screened in, <laughs> or blue screened, or photoshopped in like a radio or something. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well... That could be. That could have been a thing. Yeah, I, I thought. You know what? That's just gonna be overkill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how's it going, man? Man, I've been uh, I've been keeping busy just like you have. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. same thing over here. So I actually yeah. am. I'm about to launch my own podcast. Oh really? Recorded the first video just about two hours ago. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Have um, What's your podcast gonna be about? Uh, it's gonna be well. I haven't. I've kind of announced it, but it's not live yet, so there's nothing up there yet. But mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be called Rigs and Radio, and it's gonna talk about overlanding rigs, okay, and what radios we have installed. And it's gonna mm -hmm. be it it it's not it doesn't have to be radio centric, mm -hmm. but but it's gonna be overland rig more centric. But we're gonna focus on radios if the person also has radio, and it doesn't have to be ham radio. It could be GMRS. CB, okay. whatever we want to do. So we're going to yeah. try to do a podcast that kind of marries those two worlds together. Yeah, and I think, yeah, those things do go together. If you're, yeah. whatever kind of RVing you're doing or traveling you're doing, it's good to have backup communications. Mm -hmm. So let's let's start here, Jason. For the folks who don't know who you are, what Ham Radio 2.0 is, I, I think, you know, let's just uh, start from there. Okay, yeah. Uh, Ham Radio 2.0 is my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Been doing that about eight, mm -hmm. eight and a half years, something like that. It focuses on stuff that's new in ham radio, uh, mm -hmm. either equipment, radios, antennas, uh, just all mm -hmm. kinds of electronic equipment, mm -hmm. but also uh, also some classes and whatnot. So it focuses on getting people licensed and upgraded so that they can enjoy the world of ham radio just like I do. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's what it's focused on. Yes. And uh, that's how I got my license. How long ago is that that I got my? Uh, is it, it was. It was years? February. It was February of last year, when you and Lola tested at Orlando Hamcation. Was that only last year? I thought it's been like at least two years now, or something. That's almost this this February to be two years. So, oh. yeah, the Orlando show is in is in February, okay. and um, and yeah, so it was not not twenty twenty three, but twenty twenty two February. Mm hmm. And you are you are into RVing uh, and yes. overlanding, as you said. Uh, I think we originally met at Overland East, didn't we? Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Yeah, that's been some years. Yeah, <laughs> I that was twenty one, I think. Yeah, I didn't see uh, you out there this no. year. No, <laughs> no, I sadly. Uh, so Vid Summit, which is the largest YouTube convention mm-hmm. in the nation, it happened that same week, and it was right here. It was in Dallas this year. It's usually in California. Oh, cool. So oh, I, I didn't even I had, know that. Okay. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. attended Vid Summit. I was there for about three days, and that was the same week as Overland East this year. But yeah, uh, next year they've got it. They've they've already got the dates planned next year. They don't co- they don't coincide. They're two weeks apart. So I am going to do my best to be at Overland Expo East in Virginia next year. Okay, cool. All right, we'll probably see you out there then. Yeah. So Good. Jason is into ham radio communication stuff. Knows a lot about this. Ham Radio Two is the YouTube channel for you guys to go to with that. And of course, you as you said, you're into overlanding. I know you got a Jeep. I know you got a trailer. Um, we're going to talk about your future plans of stuff that you're going to do here. So um, I would invite the folks out there to tell us what kind of traveling you all do. So do you fly? Do you hitchhike? Do you do you drive out there like in some kind of overland rig or an RV of some sort, you know, fifth wheel trailer, class B, class A, whatever it is. Let us know what you guys do and we'll be happy to answer questions on any of those things. So, oh, I see Kyle. Kyle's out there. Uh, he says he'll be at East. Yes, so Kyle Mm -hmm. just put a down payment on a hiker trailer that he's going to pick up in January. Okay, a hiker trailer. Um, What is that? Hiker. It's a... Hiker's the brand. They're out of Indiana, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like a... It's like one of those small, very lightweight, just... It's just the interior is just a bed... And then okay. the kitchen's on the outside, you know, and you can okay. pull it with a smaller vehicle. So Okay, and it's spelled like hiker. I'm trying to pull that up. Yes, um, yes. Hiker okay, trailer. They had, oh, hiker they trailer. Had a, oh, I see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a really big presence at the Moore Expo last April. Okay. And um, so, yeah. They're... Oh, okay, hold on. Let's see if I can actually pull this up here. All right. Um, I will switch over to my phone here for a second. Boom. Is it these kinds of... That's uh... it, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you yep. go. Oh, so very cool. Yeah, yeah. these are kind of uh, like off-road, yes. off-grid kind of deals. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that one exactly there is a hiker trailer, but there's... Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are pretty cool. Get you get you uh, off-road. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they so... sit up a little bit higher. They got, they got uh, a little bit higher... Um, uh, axles and, uh, and and wheel sizes, and they, mm-hmm. they come with the all-terrain tires and whatnot. Of course, there's no drive behind them, but they're easier to pull over. Um, you know, if you're going off, off-road off trailing, they're a little bit easier to pull and not going to drag as badly as like a regular trailer would. But Yeah, uh, they yeah. have good aerodynamics, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yeah. You know, and I've seen yeah. a lot of people getting, like making their own versions of those and getting military yeah. surplus stuff mm-hmm. and building them up. Um Lightweight is the big thing if you're going off-road, I would say. Correct. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. so one of the things that uh, oh, Lee, Lee McChrister says, uh, teardrop. I love it to see all the ham radio call signs coming in here. The pro- you told me to share I, the link, man, so I shared the link for you. Oh, I'm happy. Yes, I'm happy to see all those all those folks coming in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. As well as the other folks, the ham radio is strong out there. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. strong out there. So let us know where you guys are, what kind of, like, how you travel and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes, I'm. I'm right now looking. I was at SEMA show uh, maybe a week ago, mm-hmm. and Winnebago has something called the hike. And mm-hmm. I did a video on that. That's going to be coming out. I know that's not exactly this kind of thing. This was like really, uh, really nice inside. Let me see if I could show a picture of it here. Uh, more expensive, but designed to go off road. So let's see if we can uh, pop that up here just so I can show people. I have a video coming out on this sometime soon. So there you Ooh, go. That, that's neat looking. Yeah. Okay. So that's from Winnebago. They do Class B stuff as well, but um, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see this because this thing is fully loaded. When you guys get uh, a you know take a gander at that video, only thing that it's, it's like fifty grand or something. <laughs> Hikers are very affordable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, uh, yeah, they yeah. Uh, the, the the brand Hiker. They, I think they started like sixteen, and then mm. you can you can kind of modularize pick what you want to add to it and that kind of thing. Of course mm-hmm. that makes the price go up, but mm-hmm. you know, I think that they're, I think they're, um, they're pretty, they're pretty economical to start off with. Yeah. Um, so Lee, Lee McSee says, is Kyle going off road? Is he going off road? I'm guessing if he's getting that, he's gotta be, I don't know a little bit. Yeah. I know he's got a, he's got a Toyota that he's building out and, mm-hmm. um, we we camped together at the more expo last year and we're planning to do so again next year mm-hmm. and then we've got a couple of uh we've got a we've got we've got some overlanding trips planned for 2024 we're gonna have some uh some we're gonna be, be doing some driving for ham radio and for other stuff as well so and it's common for the ham radio guys to go rving um, yes and and going off-roading as well. I know one of the mm-hmm. things Lola wanted me to talk to you about is how you got into this. But mm-hmm. even when I met you guys at the like, well, I, I met you at Overland East. But then when I came to the the show that's here, the ham radio show that's here in Florida, there was a lot. Of, almost everyone was camping out there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a big so. camp show too. So yeah, yeah. There's actually a there's actually a ham radio club called the RV Radio Network. Mm-hmm. I went to their fall rally just like um, about a month ago, mm-hmm. and um, they have their own call sign. They're a ham radio club. They get together and have nets and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, so they do, but it's um, it's more of your RV crowd and not really an overland crowd specifically. But I find that when I go to these overland shows, I I seem to always meet at least two or three or four guys there that are ham operators that. Mm-hmm. want to talk about so that i think that i think those two worlds have collided a lot more than people realize which is a good thing mm-hmm. and um it's you know i i kind of got into it honestly i i i first got into it because gigaparts started attending the show oh yeah yeah and other you know, jason I, yeah yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah so shout, we uh we went out, out mm-hmm. we went out there together and uh we've done two or three things together since that show and it's just been uh it's been a real fun way to see how those how those worlds intertwine together yeah i think the first time i actually saw your trailer was out at gigaparts right yes yes Mm -hmm. correct yeah because i think that's when you did a video that you put on your i guess it's is it going to be an overlanding channel now it's um it's yeah my second channel is called unplugged Mm -hmm. um it was mainly I mainly started it to do like off-grid gear reviews and whatnot, mm-hmm. but 
it kind of became a RV channel with the new RV stuff. But I've done some o- overlanding videos for overland trailers as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of both right now until it grows and finds its if it finds us one or the other then great but right now it's yeah. kind of a, a a group effort. Yeah. The ham radio thing from my uh you know meek understandings, humble maybe <laughs> humble understandings. It's this you have to get out there and do stuff. Yeah. You know. And I know that when I'm out there as well, I see people that either have ham radio or GMRS or mm-hmm. Um, I guess I see CB stuff as well. What do you mm-hmm. see out there in the world in terms of communications? The people. What's the most popular? You know, in the overland world, I'd say the most popular is GMRS. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, everyone used to be CBs, and mm-hmm. um, over the course of the last, say, I don't know, maybe five year, five to ten years, um, people have started to switch from CB because if you go buy it if you now you can you can have modifications done to these radios if you want to but if you go buy a stock CB off the shelf mm-hmm. and you go it's going to be like about 4 to 12 watts roughly and if you go buy a stock GMRS radio off the shelf for your a, a mobile GMRS radio for your vehicle I'm talking it's going to be like 40 to 50 watts so you're going to get out farther with a GMRS radio than you would with a CB radio simply because of the power output uh, also, GMRS is FM, where CB is traditionally AM, although they have added FM to CB recently, but it's still limited to about 4 or 5 watts on, on the FM side. Okay. So um, so it's just, it's a little bit, and, and the, the, the antennas are smaller on GMRS because the frequency is higher. So the higher you go in frequency, the smaller the antenna needs to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a little bit more compact and a little bit more um, user-friendly, if you would. Yeah. Than easy to just easy the, entry, right? Like you don't have yeah. to do the tests and all that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, of course, CBs are free. Anybody mm-hmm. can go buy a CB and start using it. GMRS, you're supposed to have a license, which you just pay money for. It's thirty-five dollars for a ten-year license. Mm-hmm. So you just sign up online, pay thirty-five bucks. They give you a call sign. You're done. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very easy to get started in that. And I I find that you know, and I I have a CB. I, I don't currently have one in the truck, but. I have plans to put one in the truck. I have a GMRS radio in the truck, and I've got like three ham radios in the truck. So I personally like ham radio better, but if you're talking about the Overland RV world, GMRS is usually more prevalent just because it's easy. You know, they just, if you're going out in like a caravan, whether you're driving from state to state to go to a show or whether you're going on trails, you know, everybody can put it, can get a GMRS radio easily and put it in their truck and stay in communications with everyone in, this, in, the, in the small group they're in. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's probably what I see the most. Even at SEMA show, I think that's what I see most of the folks out there have. And I think yeah. if you pay that 35 bucks, it's everyone in your family can use it, right? Correct. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just real, it's just real ed, uh, easy to get into it. And it seems mm-hmm. like the companies are pushing that more commercially, uh, yeah. or at least what I'm seeing out there, than these. So when I go to overlanding shows... I don't see like icoms not typically out there, but no. I see what's is it Midland that's Mid- big Midland Midland yeah. Midland's out there, um, uh, rugged radios out there sometimes mm-hmm. those those guys are out there so yeah I'd like to see more of the radio comms guys attend more of these overland shows but right now that's that's about all you see that's what Gigaparts is trying to do yeah because so, I think that these kinds mm-hmm. of the ham radio stuff there's just so much more you could do. The, the barrier mm-hmm. to entry there is you have to get licensed. 
Um, mm -hmm. Ham Radio 2.0 and, and other folks out there have really good videos to help you. Because if I could do it, and if me and Lola could do it, then <laughs> <laughs> pretty much anyone could do it. But why, the big question I want to ask you here is like, why do you need this alternate version of communication when we've got phones? Why, why you know, what's the answer to that? Someone well, will the, ask I, us that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's a good question. It's a good mm -hmm. question. But I know a lot of Jeep guys that go out. They'll go out on a Jeep hike over the weekend, and they'll, you know, four, five, six of them will drive out to somewhere together. And they'll drive up into, you know, off-road back into the backwoods or up a mountain or something, and they'll go until they lose cell signal. And that's where they'll camp, and they'll stay there for the weekend. So right. I've talked to a lot of Jeep clubs that do that. They're just like, we're just trying to get out away from the cell signal so you can mm -hmm. do that. So yeah. with radio, you don't need a cell network or a repeater you can talk radio to radio and it's it doesn't require an infrastructure it doesn't require satellites it doesn't require repeaters it doesn't require cell towers you can use ham radio with all of those things but it's not required you can also use it radio to radio which is what we call simplex mm -hmm. and all you need is a all you need is power a 12 volt 12 volt battery power or a little handheld with with its own battery on it mm -hmm. and you can communicate immediately with with the group that you're in uh, you can you you can use repeaters, which oftentimes are up on top of mountains, to communicate to a larger area, and it's just it's it's a way to communicate that doesn't rely on someone else having something up for you to use, like a cell network or a cell tower or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very useful um, in emergencies and stuff like that mm -hmm. as well. Obviously, if you have your phone, but if you're somewhere where your phone's not going to work, right. In an emergency, if you got in touch with someone else, my understanding is you could at least you can link out to that person and get them to get help for you, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I've done several stories on my channel about people doing just exactly that. Yeah. Using ham radio to to call somebody and say, "Hey, are you near a are you near a phone? Can you call mm -hmm. the forest uh, the the forest um, ranger office at this forest where we're in where we're lost and stuck or whatever." and mm -hmm. tell them where we are, you know, give them these GPS coordinates. And they're using the radios to call out because their cell phone batteries e either died mm -hmm. or more than likely they're just out of cell range. Yeah, I can imagine all those people that were out at Burning Man. I wasn't there, but <laughs> I would have liked to have heard the radio chatter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you sure. hear about this Burning Man where they all got stuck out there in the mud because it rained? Yeah, 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 because it rained. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Any um, any ham radio people out there who are at Burning Man, let me know. That's mm. uh, that's typically what I do with the radios when we're out there. Is I'll put these radios on if we're at a show or something like that, and I'll just mm -hmm. you can listen to the chatter of what's right. going on with the people organizing mm -hmm. it or other folks that are there. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also hack these. Like this one is hacked mm -hmm. so that it could listen to GMRS. I just need to go pay the fee for it. So. I. That one there will always listen to GMRS. I think mm -hmm. the hack you got will is where it'll transmit on GMRS, which is oh okay. So these always hear yeah. it, but in order right, to they always hear okay. it. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They uh, I, which technically you're not supposed to do. I don't really mm -hmm. think most anyone cares. My 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 theory's always been, you know, just don't act like a jerk on the air, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just be polite and be respectful. Nobody's gonna really care what radio you're using most of the time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you can monitor, G and a lot of a lot of times monitoring is all you need. Because if you're in a big group of people and you're just trying to listen to see what's going on, yeah, a lot of videos will monitor the GMRS and or CB radio frequencies. You know, a lot yeah. of people monitor channel 19 when they're on the interstate because 
you're going to hear about traffic accidents long before Waze or Google tells you that there's an accident up here. You're going to hear about it on Channel 19 a lot, uh, many times. Yeah, and that's also a ham radio thing. There's lots of folks who are not ham radio licensed, but you can listen in, and people do listen in. In Florida here, we have a pretty good um, system set up here for communications mm -hmm. if you have hurricanes, stuff like that. Just don't interrupt it or be, don't be an asshat. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just be respectful. Absolutely. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back. If you guys have questions, whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll get into right after this. So as you guys might have already heard, Lola and myself are brand ambassadors for Sunshine State RV. And as Vanasaurs, I want to take this moment to encourage anyone who is in the market for a Class B van to start their journey with SSRV. Sunshine State RVs specializes in selling Class B vans and B plus RVs. That is the reason why they are the number one dealer in all of the state of Florida. Number three in the whole United States. SSRV will fly you right to their location in Gainesville, Florida. They'll give you a very detailed and thorough walkthrough of your van, and they'll give you a two-night stay at a local campground so you can get used to your van. If you don't like that, you can actually have hands-free delivery anywhere in the United States of your RV. We bought our Coachman Beyond from Sunshine State RV two years ago. And over the past two years, we've seen how they treat customers when it comes to warranty side. Their service team is great. Whether you bought it from them or not, every person that comes in there gets the same service and care when it comes to warranty repairs. The same service, attention, and care. And their team does a great job getting you back on the road safely. So if you guys are in the market for a B or B plus van, consider Sunshine State RV. We've got a link in the description that you guys can use to see their current inventory and have someone get in touch with you. All right, we are back. And uh, from here, we'll probably talk about, like I said, whatever you want to talk about, Jason. I see Kyle says they form a ham radio club the week of Burning Man with a repeater and a wink link station to send email out. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then you said, let's go next year. Laugh out loud. Yeah. I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to go to Burning Man. I've never been there, but I, I hear it's a... I mean, it's like a, the crowd is huge, and I don't like really big crowds usually, so yeah, that's one right. reason I've never gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, it would be cool, though. It would be cool yeah. to go up there and see. It would be see. cool to go up there at least one <laughs> yeah. time and just kind of see what it's like, yeah. Yeah, I heard there's celebrities out there and stuff like that because yeah. I think yeah. a bunch of those celebrities had to walk their way out of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, you, the the thought of what happens at Burning Man is probably usually like debauchery or whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was yeah. just, I've just been listening to the Elon Musk biography, and he mm -hmm. goes out there and a whole bunch of people from Tesla, um, mm. folks in his family and stuff like that go out there as well. So it's it's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll be going out there at a, a year from now or something like that in my Cybertruck. When I, yeah. Oh, there you go. Is there, are you going to get the Tesla Cybertruck? Oh yeah, I'm on the list, man. I'm waiting. For, are you? All right, yeah, nice. I'm waiting for them to uh, to call me up or whatever it is is going to happen. Nice. I, I'm not sure where I am in the list, but I think I'm pretty early because as soon as I saw the video of the them throwing the thing at the window. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good. You know, if you're willing to smash yeah. your windows yeah. right. <laughs> in a thing, I'm all in. And I heard you can get, actually, um, so so it's coming out, but it's not going to have that window, but you can get you can get a kind of bulletproof window. The only thing mm. is your windows can't go up and down if you get that, because it's heavy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So I won't be oh. getting that. But I, yeah. but the Cybertruck okay. should be somewhat bulletproof because they allegedly shot um, a Tommy gun at it, which would be forty fives. They shot nine millimeter stuff like that. So I didn't see the Tommy gun one. Yeah. So you that'll be that's... interesting. Yeah, yep. that'll be interesting sure. to see. Vanessa Kitty says, I used to visit the ARRL HQ in Newington mm -hmm. uh, often when I was younger. So you would mm -hmm. know exactly what that is. I was there about a month and a half ago with Kyle. Mm -hmm. And oh, okay. uh, we, were, we were doing a, we were doing a, a nine-state Podorove, mm -hmm. which is basically you just go to different parks, state parks and national parks, and set up ham radio and talk to people. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we started in Connecticut. We flew into Hartford, Connecticut. We drove around to nine different states. And when we went through Newington, uh, we stopped there at the ARRL HQ. So mm -hmm. it's it's a it's still it's still there. It's an it's a historic museum, and uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff there if you're in the radio. Yeah, it's I'm fun. sure I'm sure you're internationally known and locally accepted at every single yeah ham radio thing. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you feel like Elvis when you go to a ham radio event? <laughs> I guess a little bit, yeah. I guess kind of. It's yeah. fun, right? It's it's, it's, cra yeah. it's crazy yeah. to be like, you know, like we have these little worlds and, e right. and everyone might know you in that little world. And right. then when, you're, yeah. when yeah. you do anything else, people are like, yeah. who the hell is that guy? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, when I was at the Colorado Overland mm -hmm. Show yes, uh, mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. I was there was a guy, there was a couple of guys, they walked through and they had this horde of people that come up to them and shook their hand mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, that guy's got to be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know who they were. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I liked it because I was able to walk through that show and talk to my camera and record mm -hmm. stuff and not get stopped all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 good. It's cool. Whenever people recognize me, like, I don't think YouTubers are anywhere near famous. So if there's like A-listers, B-listers, C-listers, D-listers, mm -hmm. YouTubers are like Z-listers. Yeah, something like that. Most people <laughs> yeah. don't even know who Mr. Beast is, and he's the biggest YouTuber. I know that's crazy that people yeah. don't know who he is still. But yeah. So yeah, you're not famous if you're a YouTuber, but it's cool. Yeah. It feels cool when someone else out there like actually takes their time and and yeah. looks or consumes the content you create and they appreciate it and stuff like. That. It's awesome. Right. Right. I love Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Kyle says I'd like to go to Burning Man, but no rain, no wind for sure. Uh, not sure that's possible. Sand goes everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they have some extra cleaning fee for all the rental car companies out there that mm -hmm. rent cars to people who are going to Burning Man. Oh, so okay. That's a badge of pride if your thing gets dirty to me. I would, yeah, 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 yeah. When my, when my yeah. van is dirty to me, I'm, I'm happy for that. I know you got to clean it off if you want it to function properly, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool thing. So let's see. Um, Lee McSee says, Cybertruck made in Austin. I drive by the Gigafactory often. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I look at the videos. There's this guy. Um, his name is Joe Tagmeyer. He makes these mm -hmm. drone videos. Yeah. That he flies over. Giga so how close are you to... Uh, you're in, are you in Austin? I know you're in Texas, right? No, I'm, I'm between Dallas and Fort Worth. We're about three, three and a half hours okay. north, north of Austin. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so they, let's see. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, nice, 13 miles south of me. She's probably talking about the, the Connecticut thing. And yeah. I want to go back to the Arctic Circle. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. summertime, though. Right, there's, yeah. There's probably yeah. no... Sub there's, is there summertime up there? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. Good question. <laughs> I'm going to have to do my research. Yeah. 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 I personally don't like to be cold. Um, so listen, we were talking about some stuff in your world, in the in the ham radio world. And yeah. now, obviously, I think you're in the RV world and you, you've probably done even more stuff overlanding than I have. What do you, what, is there something you want to know about vans, let's say? Yeah. Actually, actually, yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we can mm -hmm. talk about this here now. I mm -hmm. had uh, I had reached out to you a month or so ago, and mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing live streams on my on my RV slash Overland channel. Mm -hmm. In fact, this Sunday, uh, me and uh, me and Steve KM9G are going to do the first mm -hmm. ever live stream on that channel, and then I've I've got you scheduled for next month. Oh, so and, so uh, this Sunday. So um, okay, where and when are you guys doing it? What time? This this Sunday, uh, mm -hmm. 8 p.m. Central Time, which is 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And um, it will be uh, on my unplugged channel. If you need a link to that, I can send it to you. But yes, yeah. Uh, so that we'll yeah. we'll put that up here yeah. in the video, so people could um, go join in there and everything. I'll try. I'll try to catch it if I can. And then you said I'm going to be a guest sometime next month. Yeah. Okay. I, you and Lola I, yeah. have worked that out. I yeah yeah yeah. Me and Lola have gotten that uh, that in there. So um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I can post. Can I post a link in there? Um, you can't. You should be if you're on the if you're on YouTube. You should be able to put it there in the chat. Okay. If not, send it to Lola or something. Maybe she could put it in. I put it. I put it in the chat on YouTube. So I, I think. Yeah. It, I think it worked. Okay. I think it worked. All right. Yeah. So, but yeah. So we're doing our first live stream on there. We're going to talk about RV life because Steve's a big. Uh, Steve's now a full time RVer, and then we're going to mm -hmm. bring you on next month, and talk about van life. So we can talk about mm -hmm. part of that right here. Mm -hmm. I and you and I spoke this uh, spoke about this on the phone a couple weeks ago. What mm -hmm. I what I want to do is build a, an econo line, econo line. If I could talk, I want to build mm -hmm. an econo line van, four wheel mm -hmm. drive conversion van, with the uh, with the roof rack and a lot like that. Yes, right. a lot like that. And <laughs> I, I want to build one. I was one, saving that yeah. one up for you. Yeah, I took this yeah. at SEMA show. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. And I wanted to ask you about SEMA show. Every The reason I never have been to SEMA show mm -hmm. is because it takes place the last few days of October mm -hmm. into that weekend, and that's the opening weekend of deer hunting season in Texas, and that's usually uh, where I am weekend. So. Okay, all right. That's yes, we don't want to keep you from deer hunting season. No. Although this last weekend when I was there, it was really warm, and it wasn't really worth being there, but it's fun. It's, it's mm -hmm. really fun to be out there in the woods. Mm -hmm. but, oh, yeah. I see Tank. Sorry, I see Tank. Yeah, Tank yeah. I, yeah, he was sending me Discord messages. I'm like, shut up, I'm live, and I sent him the link. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the okay. ham radio people are awesome, man. I love the ham yeah, radio people. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Kyle says no uh, Kyle says no link came through, so I guess it blocked the link or something. For, um, I um, didn't see it, but if you send it to Lola or something like that, she should be able to put it up. We'll get I'll it up there one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'll send it to Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so you were saying that SEMA show happens at the beginning of deer hunting, so you can't get right. through there. Um, what, so what was it you wanted to ask me about SEMA show? Well, I just kind of like, I, I mean, it, I might just bite the bullet and go next year. What, mm -hmm. what's it about? I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a car show. Because mm -hmm. I thought it was like a four-wheel drive show, but then I think last year you did some, you did a video on some like new like Ferrari-looking car. Um, so or maybe it was maybe it was an EV or something I don't remember but um, yeah SEMA show is an aftermarket 
it's an aftermarket show for vehicles. So it's uh, you okay. can have supercars, you can have the big uh, pickup trucks. People do a lot of stuff with. It's all mm -hmm. any kind of vehicle out there. So you'll see earth roamers out there. You know, mm -hmm. you'll see your old classic cars. Um, it's pretty much anything in that realm. All the stuff that goes into it. So aftermarket mm -hmm. lights and stereos and. Um, suspension systems, etc., etc., and so I used to go to that before I got into the Class B world, doing uh, camper van stuff like that. I used to okay. go out there to see the fancy cars. Oh, I've always been into cars, but yeah. they do have a section that covers overlanding. They do have a lot of um, trucks out there, so they have uh, jeeps, and they've got okay. you know your Tundras, your Tacomas, your Forerunners, all those kinds of things. Everything's there, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mostly when I go nowadays focus on the overlanding stuff, either the vans yeah. or vehicles like the you know the, what I just showed you that pictures of a sportsmobile, Econoline type of stuff. I I think those are mm -hmm. cool. So, mm -hmm. um, it's worth now that part of it is growing. It's not as big as the other stuff. I would say it's probably bigger for all the fancy cars and classic mm -hmm. cars and things like that. But this is the second biggest show that happens in Las Vegas. Mm, okay. So the biggest would be CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah. Then the second biggest one will be SEMA, and I, th the, mm -hmm. I think the third biggest is SHOT Show. SHOT Show. So SEMA is bigger than SHOT Show, huh? Yes. That, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, and it okay. is a lot of people. Now they have like a SEMA mm -hmm. Fest while that's going on. SEMA Show, I think, goes, it's mm -hmm. like from, uh, I think it starts Tuesday, goes all the way to Friday. Um, yeah. it's at yeah. the convention center, which is huge. It takes up the whole entire convention center. Wow. Um, okay. You, yeah, they've yeah. got, you've got to get transportation and stuff to go around. Nowadays, Tesla's out there. Um, Elon Musk also has the boring company that, you know, they drill these holes. So they're mm -hmm. drilling these tunnels all under Las Vegas and they actually have cars there for any events, big events that are going on. Tesla's out there moving people around hmm. on the ground. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a big thing. So I I hope that describes like because Kyle yeah. asked what SEMA no, show. Yeah, that's good. That's good because, yeah. So I I wanted to do the van build thing mm -hmm. and then eventually end up and your your uh, Sunshine RV uh, thing you showed there a minute ago was mm -hmm. like, hey man, that's a couple of those. I you know I've always been a Ford guy, but that mm -hmm. Dodge Promaster van. Mm -hmm. is that's a neat looking setup when they when they do those things up for the van life type experience mm -hmm. i really like that dodge promaster i think that's a neat looking van that's got a it's i like the way it's laid out and and everything about how it just the doors on it and everything mm -hmm. but uh mm -hmm. those are the ones i've kind of been looking at so i can see myself perhaps building uh like an econoline type van eventually and then okay. and then because I want to do a series of videos on it, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually getting rid of it and getting something more like the uh, the Transit or the or the ProMaster van, something like that. But that's mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing right now. But I'm you know I'm I'm just getting my feet wet and all this stuff. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do and where to go and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, van life I think it is growing. Um, I, I wanted to talk with you later about like what's actually happening in van life right now, since okay. we have a good opportunity, but. Um, van life, I think, is growing because if you've got a big trailer, right, if you've got mm -hmm. a big Class A diesel pusher, you know, if you've got a fifth wheel, it's a lot of gas, very expensive. I think the, yeah. the Class Bs tend to be probably in the most expensive category because a Class B could take 
cost you somewhere from 75 up to you just you just name the number that's over 150,000 um, right I, I I put up a short of a van we saw at SEMA show that was over seven hundred thousand dollars and it was a van. wow <laughs> goodness that's crazy. so yeah nuts so um but vans are convenient because they're so much smaller you can mm -hmm. pretty much park them anywhere they're more stealthy they don't always look i mean let's be honest like a lot of them do look like rvs but yeah. you can kind of it's get fun. away yeah you can get away with things you can't in other places and i think like david says here he says that's awesome uh, is anyone making a full-size 4x4 van anymore? Um, and that's about so, the Econo line. Yeah, so that was my question when I first started looking into it, and I joined a Facebook group that's mm -hmm. called 4x4 Vans. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the, those guys, and those guys were really uh, courteous and welcoming. You know, I said, mm -hmm. hey, guys, I don't, know what I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm new. Mm -hmm. And they were polite and everything, but they said, no, those are all conversions. Mm -hmm. So there's a company called ujoint.com, and there may mm -hmm. be more than – more than just them, but there's a company called ujoint.com. I want to mm -hmm. say they're out of Arizona, okay. but they make con they make four wheel drive conversion kits for numerous vehicles, um, yeah. excursions, expeditions, Tahoes, vans yeah. of all kinds. Ford, of Ford, I don't think ever made those vans four by four. I don't believe so. so I don't believe they ever made them no. four by four. I think all of those that you see are conversion vans. At yeah. least in those year the the year models where they stopped making the the they stopped making the seven point three liter diesel in the two thousand two I believe it was, mm -hmm. and that's the and that's a million mile motor and a lot of these guys I've met I met a guy at the Overland Show uh, Colorado last year who that's what they he and his wife traveled mm -hmm. in one of those and he's mm -hmm. like yeah man it's got two hundred fifty thousand miles on it but I'm one quarter of the way done with it yeah I'm like well that's really cool but they don't it's make a, that it, engine anymore so that's the, but the, that's what people people try to get the vans and the trucks and the everything's with those engines because if you take care of them, they'll last just forever. So, yeah. I mean, they're apocalypse vehicles, you know, yes. uh, for lots yeah. of different reasons, but yeah. I don't think Ford makes the Econo line anymore. So whatever you see Any now time. is actually built on a chassis. So it's built on the current chassis and then mm -hmm. they basically changed the body. So that p picture I showed you guys, that is yeah. Sportsmobile and that's actually a conversion. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up again. But that particular thing is a conversion that Sportsmobile does to make the body that specific look. Um, mm. And the other thing I would say about it is that if you, regardless, so I know that the Sprinter vans are 4x4, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, want, if you want a 4x4, you actually want to do the conversion. That's the better 4x4, if that makes sense. I, and I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken... Mm -hmm. When we were in uh, Moore, I think it was mm -hmm. Moore last year. Mm -hmm. They were, or that was this year actually. They were telling mm -hmm. us that the Sprinters are going to an all-wheel, all-wheel drive instead of a four-wheel drive system. Yeah, they are all-wheel oh. drive now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So right. that's matching what um, Ford is doing with the Transit. So right. that's pretty much what you would get is uh, all-wheel drive. That's the closest you can get like from the factory right now. Now Mercedes yeah. was doing on the Sprinter four-wheel drive before, but mm -hmm. my opinion of that four-wheel drive, it's just really rear-wheel drive and then you put it in this mode that kind of like, it, it winds up being all-wheel drive. It's not really like what you would consider a traditional four by okay. four that you would get with your Jeep, you would get with a 4Runner, Tacoma, Tundra. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. want that actual real um, hardcore 4x4, you want to do a conversion anyway. So, gotcha. 
Yeah. Um, whether you want it to look like an Econo line, if you want a Mercedes, if you want a Sprinter, and you want it mm -hmm. to be a real 4x4, there's a conversion out there. There's a company called, it's a German, it's called Inglot Allrod, mm -hmm. and they build the stuff, and there's com there's uh, companies here that will do that for you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. And then with the Transit, it's the same kind of thing. You probably just want to get a rear-wheel drive Transit and mm -hmm. do the conversion and make it 4x4. I believe that stuff is out there, and it's also out there for the Pro Master, I think as well. How many, people, as how many people actually do that though? Because a lot of the van life stuff I watch on YouTube, mm -hmm. these people aren't going off road; they're just traveling yeah. the country, really. So, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't really want, uh, and you're going to sacrifice a little bit of fuel mileage as well if mm -hmm. you go four wheel drive. So, how popular uh, is it to do the the Transit and Pro Master style vans in a four wheel drive? I don't see it that often. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't think it'd be that. Yeah, because yeah, because the thing about an Econoline style van, and mm -hmm. whether it's you know, regardless if it's Ford or not, but that mm -hmm. style of van is, when they look four wheel drive, they they look like an Overland vehicle. You know, those guys yeah. put roof racks on them and mm -hmm. and, and uh, fold out awnings and kitchens and every. I mean, they look like, hey, we're gonna go somewhere, we're gonna climb up a mountain, and we're gonna camp inside this thing. But right, right. you don't see that a lot. You don't see that as often from from the little bit I've experienced. You don't see that as often in the transits and promasters. That's those are yeah. more like, hey, let's go out here and camp in the state park yeah. or in this yeah. RV park or something. So I think the question is, I think you brought up a good point. Like when you say, you know, that they look like you could just go off road, climb a mountain in them. I mm -hmm. think that that is something that we'll probably discuss. We can discuss a little bit more in the next segment. Okay. But. Um, you know, not everything can actually go off-road. That's a thing right. I try to remind people. Not as, right. as much as you think off-road. There's scales mm -hmm. of off-road. Let's right. put it that way. I think those vehicles are good apocalypse vehicles because you can go off the beaten path and get out mm -hmm. of traffic or go different mm -hmm. ways if things go wrong. But really climbing mountains, I'm not so sure. We'll talk about it here when we get back in a All second. Right. Lola and I are now official brand ambassadors for Coachman Class B. So I wanted to take a moment to tell you guys why we, as Vanasaurs, like it says on our t-shirt, are very excited about our partnership with Coachman Class B. First off, Coachman RVs has been a leader to the great outdoors since 1964. So next is the fact that Coachman really cares about you as an owner, whether you bought new or used, after you buy your van, they really take care of you. With Coachman Class B, you have all the options. Coachman builds on all three van platforms. On the Mercedes Sprinter, it's the Coachman Galleria. The Ford Transit is the Coachman Beyond. And Ram Pro Master is the Coachman Nova. Lastly, best value for money. We've had our van for two years, and Coachman builds to the highest standards of quality and craftsmanship. You can't go wrong with a Coachman Class B. So if you're interested, check out the link in our description and find the Coachman van that's best for you. All right, we're back. You know, when, the, one of the things I love about doing this podcast is being able to talk to my friend. Uh, mm. Time goes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Me and Jason, Thanks, we could yeah. talk for hours. It'll make Lola sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what I was going to say to you? I've been planning this a video around this of where mm -hmm. can things really go because there's a scale. So if you imagine like flat earth, you know, down here, and then mm -hmm. up here, you know, this is like the tippy top of a mountain somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, 
up here on top of the mountain is a goat. <laughs> the literal goat, right? Oh, goat. Okay. Below that goat would be, I would say, a person. And then okay. down here on the bottom, it would be these big, massive, um, like, earth roamers, your excursion type mm -hmm. of vehicles. And mm -hmm. everything is a scale in between that. So people see these big excursion vehicles and go, oh, man, I could go anywhere with that. When mm -hmm. I see those things in the real world, they're mm -hmm. typically down on flat ground. Mm. Okay, yeah. so they are they are good, right? They are good things. They can go into, like, Burning Man. They can go into the desert and stuff like that. But they mm. really can't climb mountains. If you imagine when you've gone up on a mountain somewhere, there's typically not a real road. It's not a, definitely not a two-lane or four-lane highway going up that mountain. It's a very thin road that one vehicle can go up at a time. Mm -hmm. So those big vehicles going out on the edge, if you look at those, you know, the guys that do recovery. Yeah, yeah. You, you always see these big vehicles falling off the side of a mountain. <laughs> They're not supposed That's to true. be climbing. They're not supposed to be climbing up there. You're supposed to have uh -huh. those vehicles. You're really comfortable, kind of like a big house moving with you. You can mm -hmm. go into the desert, but you bring your side-by-side, -side, your motorcycles, bicycles. You bring those mm -hmm. kinds of things with you, and then that becomes a base, and you mm -hmm. travel up from there. You might mm -hmm. tow a Jeep or something, right? So now, like Jeeps, Tacomas, things like that, even, even a, a, a van can go further than those big, massive vehicles. Mm-hmm. Right? If you've got a decent enough road, you can get a van up there. Yeah. Yes. But the bigger that van is, the less it's going to be able to do as you go up high. Mm -hmm. So now you want to go from that van to a Jeep. Eventually, a Jeep is only going to get you so far as well. Now you need to get on a, a bicycle, an e-bike, a, a motorcycle, you know, dirt bike, something like that, go up higher. And eventually, you just want to walk, you know, and mm -hmm. climb your way up. And ultimately, right. there's places you can't go as a person. Only a goat's going to be able to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my pitch on that. And I think a lot of people don't, um, they don't take that seriously. Because of marketing, I think a lot of people make it look like, oh, you buy this vehicle that costs a million dollars, you can go wherever you want. That's just not yeah. true. Not really, yeah. No. Yeah. Makes sense. There's tons of videos out there to show you that. So Jeeps mm -hmm. are very capable, right? But you you can mm -hmm. only be so comfortable in a Jeep or a, right. um, let's say, a Forerunner or Tacoma Tundra yeah. or something like that. And the and the um, higher that you make your center of gravity, the more dangerous it is when you're going up. Right, right. Yeah, that so makes sense. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes for those vans. Like, if you look at that picture of the van, the uh, Econo line there, there's a, I think there was a... Um, a rack up there there was a rooftop mm -hmm. tent all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you go a little bit off the edge mm -hmm. that whole thing is tumbling down the mountain yeah so, yeah yeah i'm not really interested in rock crawling you know how these jeep guys yeah. go out there and they go rock crawling and that's <laughs> and that looks like a lot of fun it does yeah. that's not really my thing my thing is just i want to go out somewhere that is and and with a ham radio aspect to it i'd mm -hmm. like to go out you know kind of tooling around in a national forest and find some place to disperse camp that's just off the beaten mm -hmm. path and mm -hmm. set up an antenna and activate the national forest as a POTA spot. Yeah. So that's basically yeah. the thing I want to do. So, but I, yeah. I also enjoy the whole idea behind, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's build this. I, I, I've always enjoyed building things and especially mm -hmm. vehicles, 
But mm-hmm. um, I was like, it might be fun to build this out and do a whole video series on it. So I'm looking at it from a YouTube perspective yeah. on that as well. So kind of Though, like a double or triple whammy. Yeah, those econo lines are really cool. I'm not trying to talk you down from yeah. it. I want you to do it so that I can yeah. make some videos on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I yeah. think the econo lines are really cool. I think, yeah, with anything you do, you know, it's like when you're talking to folks about ham radio, people mm-hmm. think they buy this radio and they could do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Know. I know for a fact it won't do everything. In fact, the the, mm-hmm. the transit vans and the the Promaster ta- style vans are are much more roomy on the inside than these are. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that one, if you go if you go back and look at that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that one you just showed, yeah, that's a neat on. looking van. Don't get me wrong, that's a neat mm-hmm. looking van. But I don't want one with windows all around the sides of it. Okay. They make they make some that are that are commonly called work vans that just mm-hmm. have windows in the front doors and maybe yeah. in the side door. And mm-hmm. no windows around except for maybe in the back. Sometimes they have windows in the back, and then they yeah. have some that are like that are like passenger fans that have windows all the way around. Well, I don't want windows all the way around if I'm going to build a camper van uh, out of it. I, you don't want you don't want to be able to see in number one, and you're going to put mm-hmm. stuff up on the side also. But you know, then that's just easier to break into. You know, right. Throw a well, throw a walk, walk through a window is easier than cutting into the side of a van. So. Yeah, um, I think that's a double-edged sword as well, right? So I understand what you're saying. You want it to be stealthier, but yeah. um, at some point, you you got to think about this. You're going to want windows. Now, why are you going to want windows? Because when it's hot, that's going to become a problem. Even if you have an AC, you know, that's not necessarily going to fill all your needs in AC. So it's good to have windows in order to vent that vehicle or some way to vent it. Well, I would and, put a, I would put a, I would put a, uh, um, uh, one of those. What's that popular fan? The roof fan. Yeah, the it. max fans and stuff. Max like that. fan. Yeah, yeah, the max yeah. air fans. Yeah, I would put something like that in it before mm-hmm. wanting to have windows on the side. That's just yeah. kind of my opinion. I mean, you, I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably reasons to have windows, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to build out a van, and you're going to put up sides and cabinets and beds mm-hmm. and a kitchen over here and a bed and this kind of thing, and you're going to cover up those windows from the mm-hmm. inside anyway, mm-hmm. then I'm just like. I mean, they're covered up. We can't use them anyway. Yeah. 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 So a lot of it is a lot of it is aesthetics, right? Of how it looks. So, like in my van, there's a bathroom right next to me here, but it looks like there's windows there. Those are really just fake windows for the look. But the back door of that thing is a window, and I can look out that look out that window. It doesn't open. Um, Now there's some windows towards the front that do open, and there's different ways that that thing goes. But when you know, you've got to think about this. If you have ACs or even the max fan, all mm-hmm. of that's power that that's drawing. So if you're out somewhere, especially yeah. if you're in shade and the weather is good, why run the fan? Or AC is going to yeah. be terrible. The fans are way oh, better. Yeah. Yeah, but totally. why run totally. it if you could just open up the windows and air everything out? There's yeah. also, if something happens to you and you're in one of those vans that's completely enclosed and you can't get to the front, how are you getting out of there? So you want to think about that too. If there's doors, you could go out yeah. the doors depending yeah. on uh, what happens. Windows don't necessarily mean you could go out either, right? So right. Right. everything is a balance of what you want as long as you know what you're getting into. The The one thing the windows do is that I think is a big negative is it makes you more of a hot box, right? It's not mm-hmm. insulated. The sun's mm-hmm. coming in, heating it up. If you build up a van you don't have windows and you close it off you can have more insulation so mm-hmm. yeah yeah these are the things you got to you kind of have to like f- you know fight it out but right. uh, yeah 
you know. And yeah. so you, you see a lot of folks would do exactly what you're saying. They put in the fans and mm -hmm. an AC, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find that in incredibly important. Another thing I find that's important that to me is important, but not to everyone, is a bathroom. See, I I want to be able to I want to be able to be self sufficient mm -hmm. uh, for at least a couple three days if I need to be, which to me right. means I at least want a bathroom and a shower, right. even if they're a combo, even if it's a composting toilet. I would want something like that too because I want to mm -hmm. be able to say I'm going to go out here, I'm going to spend two nights or three nights or whatever out here, have my solar set up, mm -hmm. maybe have a uh, maybe have a um, uh, a backup generator for something. Mm -hmm. You have a generator built into your your transit van. I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That you can run that and keep the air conditioner running, or, mm -hmm. or use it to charge your Battleborn batteries. Right. To, to yes. do that sort of thing. So. Yeah. yeah I do have a generator. Like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could also an another thing is like what I've learned over time is that that generator is a pain in the butt. <laughs> really. Okay. Um, because it's another point of failure. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I think is easier, and it's a point of failure as well, but not as bad as a generator. A lot of people just put in a second alternator. So when you run your engine, the engine on its own, the alter, the, the first alternator that's in there is usually, mm -hmm. you want to be careful with that, right? Because that's powering right. stuff and you don't want to um, pull too much power from it, especially if you have lithium batteries. So right. you put in a second alternator and with that engine running, that actually can get you more juice. Those two alternators can get you more juice, typically, than generators. And then mm. they're easier to fix and uh, replace and stuff like that than a generator. Mm. Um, but once again, this is all preference stuff. If I had it to yeah. do again, I would, instead of the generator, have uh, more batteries. Yeah. And put a second generator in there. I would also try to get more solar panels. On vans, that's the big problem. Yeah. You, to, yeah, people think that like a couple of solar panels on there is all you need. It doesn't really do much. No, no. So like you need two hundred watts is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Agreed on that. Yeah, I've I'm I'm familiar with the solar panel stuff and and mm -hmm. how to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I guess the problem the problem I foresee with two generators is that, that then you have to if you want to get out of the vehicle and walk away, you have to leave the whole vehicle running. Yeah, and. And then someone just breaks, just throws a rock through your front driver's side window and takes off with your stuff, you know? <laughs> well, they could do with that anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's going to be a lot more challenging to start a non-running right. vehicle with no keys in it if a generator's right. sitting in the back running, you know? Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, if, if the vehicle's right there running, they could just, hey, let's pop the lock and pop the window mm -hmm. and get in and drive away. It's already running. Keys are in it. Yeah. So you'd have to Depends. have some sort of sa safety yeah. thing to, 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 to prevent that, I would think. I don't know. Depends yeah. on where you live, also. Depends on the setup, it, too. Yeah. Depend, yeah. I, I think it yeah. depends on the setup. Um, some vans won't do that. So you could start, you could have that engine running, right. but that van will not shift um, or, ah, or, dr or actually okay. drive, in, you know, unless a key or some other thing is present, but the engine will okay. run. Right, and that depends on the setup of it. But it's a good point. See, you know, our brains kind of think alike when you're, you know, you got to yeah. balance all yeah. these things. And right. really, the the maintenance on a generator is you just like for me, it's a pain in the butt. But I have mm -hmm. one, and it does yeah. come in handy for what you're saying. It's still sipping from gasoline or diesel or whatever you have. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, if people really want to get things going, they can. Mm -hmm. um, I think the really big thing, if you could do it that would help with a lot of this stuff is solar panels. 
but yeah. you need to get enough. Like you need mm -hmm. to get as close to a thousand watts in order to do that. A thousand watts can replace what an AC uses every hour when an AC is running. Assuming you're in good sunlight. Yes, if you're in good sunlight. So yeah. either you want to have that separate solar panels that you put in sunlight, connect it to your van, or some, some kind of system that's on your roof, which is really difficult with a van. If you've got other stuff up there, yeah. good luck okay. um, mm -hmm. finding that kind of space. So it's a balance. This is the thing you have to remember with a van. Very mm -hmm. small, and you have to think about what's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, are you true. bringing a lot of stuff with you? You know, mm -hmm. is power important? Are your batteries big enough? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's a big difference in all these kinds of things. And then, mm -hmm. yes, how are you how are you going to run that thing? So right, right, um, right, totally. There's there's lots yep. of different ways. So and now technology, yeah. like there's a I have um I have a what's called a solar generator, and mm -hmm. mine is from um, Jackery. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, it's. It's not the biggest. I think mine is like a 3,000 watt. Okay. And I got a bunch of solar panels for it and stuff like that. So you could always put that off separately in yeah. the sun, get that charged up. Someone could steal that thing. They're ridiculously yeah. expensive. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, Kyle says, I'm like Jason. I want to do a few nights off grid on a forest road, no rock crawling, but I need a hot shower every few days. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can get that in a van if you're, but you can't have a long shower. You got to do like literally military two minute showers. You know what? I, that's what we do at the hunting lease because there's no, mm -hmm. there's no facilities at the hunting lease at all. We take mm -hmm. our RVs out there and we fill up our water tanks before we get there. Or sometimes mm -hmm. I'll get a 55 gallon barrel and fill it up at home and drive it out there and pump it into the trailer. Mm -hmm. But the two to three minute military shower in the evening, that's plenty. I mean, yeah. between that and no shower, it makes a huge difference. It's you know, awesome. I don't want to, it is. It's great. <laughs> it's I don't a need luxury. To, I don't need to sit there in the shower for 10 minutes and, and no. rinse off and just kind of like veg. If right. I can take a two-minute military shower at night, I sleep so much better. It's yeah. just it, – it's, totally, it, it, it's totally worth it to be able to, to do that, even if you have to cut it real short. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, and there's yeah. things you could do to stretch that out. There's lots of um, – yeah. There's some devices out there that will help, like, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but we have one. It's like a little tank, and it fills up mm -hmm. with water, and then it soaps up. So that water is hot, and you can soap yourself up with that, mm. but you're not using as much water. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can literally sit there, wash yourself off, and, and everything mm -hmm. with that. You could use it to wash dishes and stuff, so that's one way. And then there's um, these things that they call towels in a bag. Um mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of different versions of this, but it's essentially a wet wipe in a bag. You can microwave um, some of them. Mm. So it gets mm. hot, it warms up, and you can use that. It's like a big towel. You can you start off with your face, wash your hair, like, you know, then go down your body mm. and clean yourself off. So that's ways of stretching out yeah. the, the water mm -hmm. consumption. Um, and then, of course, yes, you can have that especially if it's two people like if it's me and low if it's me on my own on my tank i could go definitely a couple of days taking mm. a shower but i would i could probably go i could reasonably do like four or five days mm -hmm. but if it's me and lola then that's going to come down to a couple of days right right yeah. there's also i have an app called i overlander you've probably mm -hmm. heard of it mm -hmm. and you can look up places you can look up places for all kinds of stuff on that app but one of the one of the categories they have is free water fill up 
mm-hmm. or maybe pay, maybe paid water fill up. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not too expensive, but you can find places to fill your water tanks to, uh, you know, yeah. especially if you're in a van that's easier mm-hmm. to get into places. A lot of gas pumps have a water valve next to the gas pump. Yep. You just sit there and fill up with gas and fill mm-hmm. up your water tank at the same time. So, yeah, yeah. you can find places. Yeah, if you're resourceful, you can find places to fill up on water. Yeah, and some parks have that, depending on what part of the country you're in. They have yes. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some folks that travel around with devices that... Because you could always dump your gray water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your black tank is the thing you want to worry about if you have a black right. tank. You can't dump that right. wherever you want. Right. But the gray water typically that's you know that can go back to the to the ground, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know. But then you need to fill it back up. So, well, some people have devices. You put it in a stream. You pump and filter this water. You put it back. Oh yeah. You know, in your system. Good idea. Yeah. So yeah, just look for the survivalist stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, check out mm-hmm. REI and different places mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. What places do you go to for this kind of stuff? Is it just There's Amazon? A... Mm-hmm. No, well, some of yeah. I mean, I do a lot on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Amazon's convenient. There is a there's a Overland uh, store, brick and mortar store here by me called CB Adventure Supply, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not too far from me. And then the the one I like actually a little bit better is uh, down. They're down south. Uh, they're in Santa Fe, Texas, just north of uh, about halfway between Galveston and Houston. Mm-hmm. When I go to Galveston, I go down there, and and they're called Midgard Adventure Supply. Okay. And uh, and those guys are the ones who installed the roof rack on my pickup. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I'll call, I got his phone number. I call him sometimes and ask him questions about this, that, and the other. He's a he's a cool guy. He was at the Moore Expo last year as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but there's a there's a couple of Overland shops that are near me. And I, you know if if I want to order something, I, I I might call one of those guys, or I might you know a lot of times I will get it on Amazon. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, Amazon's not a bad place at all. Yeah. So yeah. the final thing I want to talk to you about because time's flying here, and we'll carry this yeah. over a little bit into the end. Is what's going on in the van world in terms of finances and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So for a guy like you, for maybe folks out there who haven't gotten a van yet, you know, or planning, looking to get a new van, RV of some sort, we're probably, this is a buyer's market we're going into. Interest rates are high. Um, For lots of, there's people getting laid off around the country, stuff like that. We're Mm -hmm. kind of like in a, we're we're kind of going in a down um, direction in terms of the economy now. So good mm-hmm. opportunities out there. What do you think about that? Um, is that something think, you're looking at? Yeah. Uh, well, not at this mo- Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right mm-hmm. in what you just said. Um, I'm not looking at that right now. I bought an, I bought my RV a year and a half ago, and, mm-hmm. um, and you probably couldn't sell it for what I paid for it now just because mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, everybody was buying RVs during COVID and going and living off grid and, Mm-hmm. You know, using Starlink and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people are going mm-hmm. back to work now, going back to the office, and the yeah. RV market is kind of flat right now. So mm-hmm. um, there's just too many of them out there. So with the van thing, with me, I wanted to. T- I I I find it challenging and interesting to do the build myself. Okay. Um. So I, uh, one of these days, I might go ahead and purchase something like that. Mm-hmm. But even even with like the ProMaster series, like there's a, there's a couple of channels we watch on YouTube where they bought a gutted a gutted ProMaster mm-hmm. and did the build out themselves. You can find companies that that'll do a design like a blueprint design mm-hmm. uh, for you, and then you just build it yourself, or maybe they'll mm-hmm. build it for you, something like that. Yeah. Um. So that's that that's what interests me more than just going out and just buying a brand new one or. Um, that kind of thing. You know, if yeah. I found a really good price on a used one, you know, one that was two, three, four years old, that was in good condition, and the guy was just wanting to dump it, I might do that. 
but mm-hmm. uh, but right now I'm not really looking at buying anything. Yeah, I think you have to balance what kind of time and what kind of skills you have. Yes. Versus, you know, so so if you go buy a, a built van from a company out there, it's going to cost you, you know, like I said, you're looking at minimum seventy five, you mm-hmm. know, hundred hundred and fifty thousand, and that can go up, that could double, triple, quadruple. Yeah. From yeah. there, um, and I agree with what you're saying. I think there's in some cases a lot of builders, especially in the van space. A lot mm-hmm. of folks jumped on the Class B vans because it's really the only um, section that's still growing, right? Mm. So mm. everyone started doing that, and that's why you see now there's some folks that are going out of business. There's a company that I did uh, some videos with called Regency. They made really nice Class B, Class C vans. They mm-hmm. just recently went out of business, and that's unfortunate, mm. right? Yeah. We're going to see yeah. more of that because not everyone could do that. But if you don't yeah. have the skills, that's sometimes the best way for you to go. Otherwise, yeah. you pretty much just burn through your money. You know, you mess stuff up. Mm. You wind up yeah. spending just as much money um, trying to get a van. Now, if you have the skills like you do, and mm-hmm. the and it's going to take time as well, right? Time, right. and you're still going to spend right. money on things mm-hmm. right. that go in there. Yeah, like um, if I were to do a four-wheel drive conversion of an Econo line, I would, mm-hmm. get, I would buy the van, I would buy the kit, and I'd go mm-hmm. have someone else install it. I'm not mm-hmm. installing that part myself, but yeah. I would like to do kind of like, but like once that's done, you're doing the build out and mm-hmm. I'd like to pick the roof rack and pick the awning and have someone else install those mm-hmm. and then do the build out. I could do part of the build out myself and choose mm-hmm. my own batteries and choose where the plug outlets are and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So being able to customize it like that's kind of what interests me. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they say time is money and that's the absolute truth of it. You can, mm-hmm. And it's, it's easier said, and I'm not saying it's really easy to make money. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But you can make money easier than you can make time, which is to yeah, say... Depending on what your skills are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You but know. you can't make more time. Once time no. is gone, it's gone. So yeah. you can't like, oh, I'm going to add another hour to, to, to tomorrow and make it 25 hours tomorrow instead of 24. You can't do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, we're, we're doing an experiment right now on the Stranger Palooza channel with mm-hmm. uh, my friend Walter, who bought a van... Um, mm-hmm. You know that was already it's a, it's an older van 2005 Sprinter van and he yeah. bought that relatively inexpensive he's gutting it and stuff like that Walter has the skills tools all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff to do it time is the issue you know he's got a job he's got his own yeah. company that he's yeah. actually several companies that he's running so it's gonna take him longer to get that built out and meanwhile he doesn't necessarily have that van to go out there and do things with so. Right. You know, I would say, what's that experience? Like, regardless of how you do this, if you buy it, mm-hmm. if you build it, regardless of, you know, some people spend a lot of time looking at, oh, is this the best time? You know, should mm-hmm. I wait? Guess what? Get out in life. If you want to do this, get right. out and do it and have yeah. those experiences because, yes, mm-hmm. time will run out on you and you'll mm-hmm. all of a sudden find out you're too old or you're sick now or you know that you've missed that opportunity for you to go out there and have an adventure and overall in your life what is it worth to have that adventure and you know i've done some stuff in vans like lola and i've been to some places and seen awesome things or i've seen these things on my own and they're just priceless to me so Mm -hmm. yeah balance all of that absolutely yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. that's uh the way i i think to do it yeah i Mm -hmm. see some more i oh steve is out there um Yeah, shout out to everyone who's out there. We're actually wrapping it up now because we burned mm-hmm. through an hour really fast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we didn't cover everything we you guys maybe wanted us mm-hmm. to cover. I will try to have Jason come back on because mm-hmm. he's fun and easy to talk to. I'm going to be on his show, 
and um, I, I for, on my part I'm gonna recommend everyone check out the channel we've got several things up from SEMA show I've got some shorts going up there a whole bunch of really good things going up but Jason I want you to tell the folks how they can uh, communicate with you where they can see your videos and follow up on your stuff that you're gonna do in regards to overlanding sure yeah I will um... Well, my main channel is Ham Radio 2.0 on YouTube, and I started a second channel a couple of years ago called Unplugged, and I'm not as active on there, but I'm getting mm -hmm. more and more active. That's the that's the channel that Hank and I are going to be on together um, next month. Uh, Steve Cam 9G and myself will be on there this coming we this coming Sunday, mm -hmm. and um, and we're going to make a big push. And this is several months away. We're going to make a big push to get a big ham radio presence at the Moore Expo next next April in Springfield, Arizona. I'm sorry, Springfield, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's a good show. There's a lot of overland stuff there, a lot of van life stuff there, um, overland trailers and and um, you know roof racks and that kind of thing. Uh, but um, Midland is there. You were talking mm -hmm. about radios earlier. Mm -hmm. But uh, but we three of us kyle and another guy shane and i we all went out there last year and we met some other hams when we were out there and mm -hmm. we're going to do some advertising on all of our channels before the show this year and try to uh, and we're going to all camp together out in the back uh, oh sweet area. Yeah. so it's going to be a fun show so we're, we're really looking forward to that that's next april spring uh, moreexpo.com is their website springfield missouri and uh that's that's going to be my next big overlanding uh get together i think unless i find something between now and then but that's probably going to be the first one of 2024 Okay, cool. Yeah, shout out to Steve. Uh, what is this call sign again? KM? KM9G. 9G. Great guy. Temporary, he's, he's, yeah. he's living on the road. Um, yes. Temporary mm -hmm. offline, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. He, he's living on the road out of it. Because I spoke to him. I think he was in Louisiana. He was broken down. I was like, what? <laughs> Do you remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got everything fixed. But yeah, man, yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing yeah. it out there. Yeah, Maybe I'll yeah. have I'll have him on if he if he wants to come on. I have him on or I have sure you and would. him on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of the the uh, ham radio folks out there doing this thing. I'll be happy to have you guys on the ham radio community is awesome. And yeah. I would definitely uh, recommend to folks out there, if you want to know about GMRS, ham radio, CB, any of this kind of uh, mm -hmm. emergency or alternate communication stuff, reach out to these folks. Uh, ham Radio 2.0 has been very helpful. He's got a lot of really good content out there. I promise you it's going to help uh, set you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I will, will this just went too fast, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm it just went you. too fast. But we yeah. had too much fun. We will do this yeah. again. Uh, big thanks to everyone out there. I'll, I'll give you the last words. Hey, man, I, I appreciate your time today. Thanks. For, I'm glad that we were able to reconnect a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. I look forward to having you on my channel. And, yeah, anytime uh, you need a guest to talk about this stuff, I, I, I'd love to come back. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Lee says Steve's RV channel is living for a living. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad I stopped ducking you also. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it was just re so crazy. Jason, <laughs> been Jason busy, was man. like, "Hey, you better let me know if you're getting these texts or not." <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I love you. Good to see you yeah. again. Uh big thanks to everyone out there for joining sure. us. We'll see you stay right there, Jason. I am okay. going to end this right now. We're out of here. Peace. Later, guys.